0: Hello and welcome to the GA show. I'm Connor Coyle, and I'm joined by now former Tyrone senior footballer uh, Kyle Coney. Kyle, how's it going?
1: Not so bad, Connor. Um, what about yourself?
0: Actually, can't complain. Can't complain. Um, so yeah, Kyle, you've announced your retirement from intercounty scene earlier this week. I was a little bit surprised as you did an interview with I think the Belfast Telegraph just before Christmas there, which which looked like you were again kind of ready ready to go for the for the year ahead. Um, you know, with the new management team and and, and all the rest of it. So. What changed over the over the
1: Christmas period? Um, I suppose uh, just a few things changed in terms of uh, like just with the body and, and stuff like that. And I was up at the trials and um things just weren't working out to have to go I had to go last night for a scan on, on my hip. So um I decided just look, it's a lot of young boys up there and a lot of things, factors come into play. So I just decided whenever you're like that and you're you're coming up against boys like you know you know, boys just raring to go and that are etching to get at it and, and you're still struggling for your body till till we get till it to a hundred percent. It's it's a hard decision to make and sometimes you just have to, to roll with it, you know?
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Um you kind of first rose the the prominence, Kyle, on, on on a national level, I suppose, during the the minor final, the All Ireland final in, in two thousand eight. Um, particularly in the replay where you you know you put on a bit of an exhibition down in down in Pierce Park and in, in, in Longford. Um, talk me through that that a wee bit, and, and 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 that team and what it kind of meant to you at that time to you know to, to win that title.
1: Uh, I suppose at at that age and at that level, you don't um you don't realise the significance of it. You're still probably you're a minor going into adult life but really you're just you're just you're probably still a child really. You know, you're, yes, you've got more responsibilities and all that but at at that age it was enjoyable. It was um, you're playing with boys that I played vocational schools with. Uh, You're playing with boys from your own club. There's a couple of three people or three of us on, on the minor team that time from from and look it's even probably the intercounty senior wasn't just as hectic as serious as it was now this that time minors was you know you done your couple of nights a week you probably done a Saturday morning and look we we fell with a group of players in Toronto probably you know one of the greatest minor teams ever because it, what losing was never was never even talked about you know it was something like we knew it could beat anybody on any given day. So we just happened to click as a team, um, as a unit, everybody knew everybody really, really well. Sometimes you get now there's, there's clicks and there's pods among teams where boys amalgamate together and and sort of be more friendly with it. That just team was, was an open book and Raymond Monroe, Roger Keane and Kehan McNally just rolled with it and it turned into something special that year.
0: Um, yeah, so at that point, I suppose Trum were, you know, after that game, Trum were minor and senior All Ireland champions, it looked for you know for all the world as if Trome would go on and kind of dominate, um, you know, dominate football for 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 years and years after that potentially. Um, you know, you, you go on to join the senior set up, you know, shortly after uh, after that um after that minor win. And so at that stage, were you thinking to yourself, you know, you know, this kind of winning All irelands crack was, was going to be easy,
1: um. Well, shortly after that, I left. We'd won a, a minor club title, championship, and then, went on until I went on till Australia um, that uh, winter and signed for this one's But I suppose then, whenever I did return, you, you probably think it's Throne had won three All Irelands. Thinking yes, yeah, you're joining the setup. You're probably thinking that you're going into something that's you're probably going to get one all-earned. You know, that's probably the way I thought of it, going in and thinking, you know, it's this is something that I was going to team with, you know, a team full of men that's, you know, Owen Mulligan and Stephen O'Neill, Brian Doher, Brian McGuigan, Joe McMahon, men who are all-stars, players of the year. You know, so you think that you're, you do think that you're probably going to get one all-earned, you know, so that's, that's probably the expectation I went in with, you know. Mm.
0: So you touched on it there just before you actually joined up with the, the senior setup. Then you signed a contract with, with Sydney Swans in, in the AFL. How was that experience for you, and and, and what did you did you learn from it, and what, what what did you take from it going forward?
1: Uh well, I I first received um, a letter from the Sydney Swans in two thousand and seven. Uh, I was part of the Roemen team who were beat by Kerry and Tullamore and Offaly. The I think it was an all-earned quarter final. We were. We were the Ulster champions. We were the beaten finalists. So at that stage, the minors you get a second chance. At the only stage if you get to the Ulster final. So I received a letter from Sydney Swans declaring their interest, and um, then they came over, met me shortly after that. Uh, met uh, actually met a few clubs. That's it: Brisbane Lens, garton and um Sydney Swans. But uh, I think the the Irish tie. With the Swans at that stage, having taken Ellie and Brendan Murphy from Carlo, there probably was a big influence on that. And went over there, in around the start of October, and uh, trained with them, same a contract, and trained with them till December, before returning home. And uh, look, that experience was was something to behold, you know. And as I said, eighteen, that was probably the first time away from, first time really away from home, without the parents. So, um. Is a decision now that I uh, probably, it's not that I regret, but I'd love to see how it would have played out, but I'd love to know what would have went different if I had stayed, because the feedback I was getting from the the club uh, and the coaches was that I was ahead of schedule in terms of development, kicking techniques, getting used to the game, and uh, so it, it was definitely a, a brilliant experience. And um, I experienced that the decision was made very hastily because I was young and Probably just, uh, I probably missed home till a certain degree. And coming home at Christmas probably just dr- drove that home a wee bit. And you know, seeing people and getting out, and it was probably just a decision that was made. If I had been there, middle of the year and stuck out six, seven months, I, I probably would have been, have stayed there for a lengthy period of time.
0: It's funny you've kind of answered just my next question there in terms of whether you maybe regrets not staying longer and giving a, a bit more of a go. Um. I remember actually specifically at the time um, that you know Arbo were playing in the Ulster Minor Club. I think at the time, weren't they? And uh, you know uh-huh. you, you were coming home for that, having won the throne Minor title, obviously at that stage. And obviously mm-hmm. you, were, you were keen to come home and, and get involved in that, which you know shows how much of a club man you are, obviously. But you know I'm sure that kind of paid at home then after being away for six or seven months at eighteen, kind of you know it was it was a big drawback for you. So um
1: yeah. I um yeah no I I was the captain of that team and. I was itching. I was I was keeping in contact and with the management. It was Enda Bell and Gavin Devon, who wanted to be the throne selector, but I was keeping in touch with them and was finding out how things was going. I actually, come home and we had a couple of training sessions, and was, um, I just remember doing one of the, the the old school drills that Enda Bell would have been doing, and it was just back two men to me into the front laps. So. Yeah. Uh, we doing that and then we done a drill where it was like an envelope run so it was corner to corner and then you sprinted the diagonals and I mind just being like you nearly know, like a full length of the pitch ahead of the rest of the boys because I was getting the benefit of professional yeah. training probably train, training at uh, a high level sometimes twice a day I was actually there was a, a fella on our team uh, Kieran Coney who, who run for Ireland at the stage was a cross-country runner and mm. I was a lap of the field ahead of him so that showed you the type of training that was being you know used over there at that stage and um look probably if I had went at a different period of the year just probably the way the throw miners worked out and the club football that I couldn't get till that stage so I would imagine if I had went at say June July stage and stuck out six seven months came home at Christmas I would have been a different person in terms of I would have been adapted to life a bit more with that couple of months I was probably still staying in contact with home nearly too much, if you understand me. Yeah.
0: No, fair enough. Um, so yeah, kind of after that, then I suppose the years immediately after 2008, then, you know, Trone obviously kind of won a couple of all-star titles, um, you know, but it was largely accepted maybe that, that they were a team in transition at, at, at that point, you know, a lot of kind of fellows were maybe on the way out in, in, in terms of, um, you know, those all Ireland, all Ireland winners and stuff like that. So, um, you know, your part in that was, was, Probably curtailed a wee bit by by serious injuries. Tell me tell me a bit about those injuries anyway, and and how frustrating it was for you. I suppose.
1: Uh, I remember picking up an injury. It's uh, for thrown under twenty one, so that would have been I would have been involved with thrown seniors thrown under twenty ones. Um, like it was a preseason tournament uh, for thrown under twenty ones up in Trillic. We played the uh, Monaghan, and i man going up to catch the ball, and I, I sort of my knee sort of went over the top of a Monaghan player's shoulder and I went down to, used one arm to till, um, till sort of like break the fall and I uh, dislocated the shoulder. So i done a bit of rehab and, uh, and stuff like that and come back a wee bit, and, but just the shoulder wasn't the same. So I had to get a shoulder operation, which ruled me out for six months. Um, and then I picked up a few niggly injuries in terms of how to get an operation on my ankle and my knee clean outs and stuff like that. so. Them few injuries probably curtailed a part of my career at that at that stage, you know. So uh, you don't get the the clean run or the clean bill of health that, that you probably that you probably expect as your uh, word would use um the early part of my career probably to uh, and then two thousand nine two thousand ten stages was uh as they come into their own team there there was a lot of names there that probably were coming to the end of their careers, and, and there was a, a bunch of minors, myself, Peter Hart, Niall McKenna, Matthew Donnelly, eh, Paddy McNeese, who all arrived, Kieran Gervin arrived in the throne panel, and we knew no difference, We so were probably expecting to play, you know, yeah. but you're going to compete against the boys who have All-Irland medals, and say, uh, All-Stars and so on, so you, you don't get the, the game team you probably wanted, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: I remember just going back to injuries, I remember was was there one day in particular, I think you might have been playing for Arbo that um was it you were going to take a forty-five or, or something like that and uh it was it was a bad kind of ground grind muscle injury or something, that your muscle ripped off your bone or something something. I um that would
1: have been two thousand thirteen, fourteen season I mean, um was the first league game, so Terome would have been in the National League final, division two final. I had previously probably the best run of games I ever got for Terone. Um Teron were in the National League final and uh, the, it must have been in around Easter weekend or something like that because then it was the first league game for the club and men going ahead of 45, as you say, it was against Greencastle off the ground. and uh, I mean, just drawing back to kick the ball and as soon as I, uh, I swung my leg through, I just heard the pop and sure enough, MRI showed a, a very, very rare Injury and in, in GA terms is a is an adductor tear completely off the bone. So the adductor is one of the muscles in the inside of the leg, and it, it ended up down beside the inside of my kneecap.
0: That's that's crazy. Yeah, you know, I've never really heard of an injury like that at all. I remember hearing at the time it's like you, you've no luck at all, really, do you?"
1: The lot, if you mean Dan Carter in the World Cup, suffered the same injury, um, but. It, done my rehab with the Lurie O'Connor and it was one of them injuries that was really was really really strange because it it had to be that operation had to be done in a really quick turnaround because if that operation wasn't done in a a quick turnaround period that muscle would have reattached itself on Mm -hmm. down at the kneecap so I needed it done really quick and so it it turned out that I I had to get a screw in my pelvis with it attached back on and, and uh, it's, a, it's an, actually an injury that's really really common with sprinters it's, it's a thing that's explosive off the line sprinters sometimes tear that muscle it wasn't really common in the GAA world or the even like field sports you know mm-hmm.
0: was that you, you mentioned there you know you had a bit of a scan there in your hip and a few kind of niggly injuries and stuff now is does is any of that kind of go back to that at the end do you think or or just kind of new uh, stuff no,
1: no, I would say this is something new uh, I just went from a scan last night on, on my hip and uh, could be cartilage damage in hip. I'm not sure the physio says just wants to rule a few things out so I don't know Um, no I would imagine this is just something you have been struggling probably most of last year with it and club championship and stuff uh, you get through the game and then it struggles after that but I just want to get it cleared up if uh, the physio says if you want to sort of prolong your, your club career for a couple of three years you're better doing this now rather than prolonging through the pain for another year and then having to pull the pin
0: um, so there's one particular league game I think I remember it was down in, down in Cork where you know we shot the lights out really with I think it was nine points that you ended up with do you, do you have any particular memories from, from that game
1: I do I, it's probably you know in fairness that's probably one of my better highlights of my throne career uh, I mean going down there to Cork that day and Cork probably still were not sure of the year 13 so thinking you know, you're coming up against Michael Shields and Owen Cadigan, and players of that terms you you th- thinking, you know, she's wonder what, what it's going to be like. But just everything that day that I happened to ter- turn my hand till was turned out well for me. Um, nine points, I think, kick five in the first half and four in the second half. And that was it was a big point for me in terms of it was a confidence builder. And I mean, there was you no, know, the following week was against Dublin. I was thinking, geez, uh, if we get another good performance here, this puts my. Puts my, you know, thrown like a, a stamp on a place for the championship here. This really was, and sure enough, out uh, against Dublin the following week and tore the media ligament.
0: Is <laughs> you really didn't have much luck, did you? Um,
1: no, that was a, it was, a, it was a, I mean that game well, and you know it probably stuck with me because because I knew I was capable of doing that most weeks.
0: Yeah, no, you you you're definitely not known for um for a lack of confidence anyway. Let's say
1: no, <laughs> well you have to be confident in your own ability you know um, that's that's the way I try to approach it probably at that stage I was coming back to a bit of confidence because I, I wouldn't be I'd would say myself I'd be a conf- confidence player once something goes well for me I can kick on a bit you know and once you kick a couple of points from play and a couple of them were, were good points from different difficult angles so uh, I was confident and I was confident the following against Dublin but unfortunately these injuries just you know you can't you just don't know when they're coming
0: yeah. So so during that time, you know, around those kinds of times as well, football was I suppose itself going on a wee bit of a transition in terms of the way, you know, the way football was played, you know, defensive systems with you know wing forwards, you know, becoming extra defenders and and Tyrone, I suppose, were one of the teams that were that really really, really adopted that style of play I suppose do you, do you think that had a bit of a part to play in, in, in you know you're saying obviously the injuries didn't help and stuff but you know how Terome were playing and how a lot of teams were playing you know over those years you know obviously you know if, if you're a you know you're a scoring football playing forward like 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 you were I suppose Um, do you think that had, had an impact on, on how maybe you weren't able to nail down that, that regular place in the team
1: yeah, uh, no. Uh, um, uh, that that period of time probably comes uh, comes to mind because, as you say, there was wing forwards playing uh, as extra, you know, defenders probably playing a midfielder that was naturally a, a more defend- defensive player. So you, you know, you went in the, you were playing against teams sometimes or even ourselves maybe one forward up. So definitely that that become a factor why probably I didn't suit the system that that was deployed by Mickey at that time and. It probably, it probably had a an effect on my career, such because as I say, whenever I, I was playing for the minors and stuff, I know and it's not I know the two games are t- totally different and minors are, are a bit more free flowing and less system systematic and stuff. But it probably had a big burn on my career. I come in till I was always thinking to myself, you know, I'd love to be involved with the own teams that were a few years previous, so uh, you know, who had played five or six five forwards up the field probably, and I'd love to been involved in that but definitely that had a, an effect on my career because probably wasn't known for being the most hard-working player on the pitch you know probably was more of wanted to be the finisher wanted to be the the, the boy that was getting the, the ball at the, at the the right end of the field and getting it over the bar but it, it had an effect on my career 100%
0: I'd i say there was probably um there's not too many f- inside forwards that that wouldn't want to be on the end of uh, a few balls in from from wee Brian McQuigan anyway.
1: No, that's that's for sure. You know, and um uh, even being involved with Stephen O'Neill and, and um, O Mulligan, O'Mulligan, them boys uh, actually played a few league games down and played one in Louth and then played one in Galway and, and Westmeath and like it was it was at that age. You, the boys were willing to help you out and make dirty runs for you and stuff like that before the football sort of changed and then it went it changed and you found yourself having to I mean Mickie me Yasmin play a 10 in one of the league games and like, I was tracking Killing Young all day and it just it wasn't where you wanted to be you know
0: um, so at that stage then in twenty fifteen you you left the panel, I think it was shortly after a, a, a Mechanic Cup final um up, up in up in Arma. Um I'm sure that wasn't an easy thing to do. I mean how, how much how much of that kinda um came down to whatever relationship issues you, you may or may not, not have had with, with Mickey Hart?
1: i uh, uh, still so throne. I was fifteen. Drone had just, just won the Mechanic Cup. Uh, I had been taken off at half time and mine sitting there. I actually, don't mind sitting there. I mind actually uh, leaving at half time. And I changed my clothes and walked to the car. <laughs> I just thought to myself that, um, that uh, in my head. I had the you know, no matter how I was playing, I, I was thinking at that time when I, when I went to the car, I was standing there and I rang the my girlfriend at that time. Now, the wife I rang her and I says, Where are you at? I'm at the car, and she says, What. <laughs> I says, yeah I'm standing in the car with my bag so you might come on so I main thinking the road down the road and it wasn't a big part of talking in the car in the road down the road I main thinking to myself I think with these subs premeditated you know was I going to be taken off maybe I'm just thinking I was probably rash at the time you know but I actually thought I'd played re- relatively well in the first half scored a couple of points scored a free kick you know And so I say at that time look things just we're very better with getting a confidence with the club, getting back to the club scene, getting back to playing week in week out, knowing you're going to be playing. Um, so that decision was made, just and uh, I left it from there and and uh, go back to my club and go back to finding a bit of form. That's what it was all about, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So after that, then he returned then in, 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 in 2019. Um, how, how did that come about, Kyle? And, and and was any kind of was that relationship with with Mickey? Repaired at that stage completely, or was there still a little bit of um, a little bit of angst between us?
1: Um, well, actually, uh, 2018, um, I had Gavin Devlin, um, and i actually got into really good form for the club 2017 2018 season. Uh, I was playing really, really well, I felt that I was playing really well anyway, and I mean, having I got married that year. and and come back on the i didn't want to miss any league games for far but also uh the way i worked my honeymoon was i uh i went on i got married on the friday and um, left for portugal on the monday made it back till Eden dark where i now live we we're playing Eden dark in dark and league game that friday night so i made, made sure my flight was back early on the friday and i played the league game on the friday and sure enough, drinking and eating all week, I said to myself, I'm not going to be able to move here today. But sure <laughs> enough, it's probably one of the better games I had in an Arbol jersey. Um, and Gavin Devin landed to the house um, that night. So he did... Uh, or no, sorry, the next day he landed to my house and he said, look, uh, you're playing the best football I've seen you play in a long time. We're, Mickey's going to phone you and uh, we're going to see what things are like. That was May so it was, just, it was going to go into June time for the club and or the county so they have been prime championship time uh, so he phoned me and Mickey phoned me next day and I said look I need to think about what way I'm going to work this and stuff because you know I'm coming into a team here that's already settled and the team was playing that team has 12 or 13 regulars and it was going to be am I going to come back in here to, to make up the numbers am I going to come back in here to, to make up a training panel yeah. but uh, funny enough in that game too I uh, got a slight bang in the knee from picking up a ball, and, and the knee just never really was the same that whole year. So I made a decision not to join the panel that year. I joined the panel, and obviously the following year when I was got the full bill of health again. And uh, look, I, I went back with a, a clean slate, and I'm sure look, Mickey doesn't doesn't he's not there to hold grudge or nothing or that's not the way relationships work. But I don't think me and him had the best relationship. And uh, even from going back in two thousand nineteen, I think that probably the reason why they take took me back was, or re, I rejoined the panel was probably because it, it was probably an an unavoidable situation for them because I was probably playing the best football at, in Tyrone. so it was right. You're gonna to have to get this man back in, but it probably would never was never gonna make a burn on my Tyrone career. When I think back, now, you know, no matter what I have been doing, I don't think I was ever going to get that starting position that I was looking.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um yeah, so did you notice much of a difference between um obviously that's a bit of a gap of four years there where you were you were out of the Ken kind enter of game. Did you notice any difference in terms of how uh you know the football was played in, in, in between those times or even in terms of the, the training schedules or anything like that? Was was it was much of a difference or by twenty fifteen was it already kind of flat to the mats, you know, as max as you could go anyway?
1: No, there was a, there's another, another level again. Um, men come back into the fold, say, uh, come back into the fold in 19, and boys were, it was a totally different environment in terms of like boys were more zoned in on what they were doing on their own, uh, more worried about diet, more worried about gym sessions on their own. It's not it's not possible for any county team to do any more really than three to four nights a week anyway. But it's what they were doing on their own. What level of commitment was being put in outside the the gates of Gearvaha as such? You know, mm. there was boys training six seven times a week. You know, maybe some boys training twice a day, just mm. to get to that level. Uh, football became what I noticed a lot more possession based. You know, it became a lot more, the ball is king and another team can't hurt you without the ball. Um, became, you know, you would have been highlighted in video work with you giving the ball away once because there was a chance it could end up in the back of the net. So in 2000 and them early years of the, my my throne panel probably wasn't as, say, uh, it probably wasn't as hectic as that. You know, there definitely was a major step up in terms of training and load I say uh, you can't really do much more than, than them nights a week. So it's what boys were doing on their own it was massive, like
0: yeah. Were we we able to adapt to that really? You know, obviously, can you you're coming back and having that's not necessarily what what, what you knew. Were you were able, were you able to adapt to that and and kind of keep up? I suppose obviously there's probably a good few fellas that were there, you know, a good bit younger than you, maybe maybe lads that had more time. Obviously, you know, you're working <laughs> time. Like you know, was that something you able to you're you're comfortable with really?
1: Well, it probably it, it did take a period of adapting to that time. Um, I was one of those fellas who probably would have been training in the gym anyway, working away, doing a certain amount of running and stuff. Um, uh, the way I, I always tried, way in my head was, I would have been one of the fellas who some boys are different. It's just my mindset. If I had missed one training session, I would have felt unfit, or if I had missed one, you know, night that I wasn't planned to do something, if I wasn't in my head to go to the gym after work. If I had missed that session, I said that would set, that would set me back. Where other boys can maybe do one session a week and feel flaying. That's just... So I, I was always training three to four times a week anyway, but the level of intensity probably was the, the main thing that I noticed, you know, gym sessions with uh, Peter Donnelly. When you're back to your body you were were through the roof. The intensity was through the roof. Um, So it probably did take a wee bit of adapting that way just to get back to that level of of fitness as such. You, ha- you have a certain level, club level, but... County's another another step up again. So it probably took a wee six months or so to get used to that and you had a good winter and um it, it did take a bit of you getting used to it, in all fairness like
0: um so you you've played against um against Dublin a few times I suppose over the last couple of years since, since you returned. Um what what level are they at in in term I mean we all know you know they're they're six in a row All Ireland champions now. They're um, you know, they seem to be quite a bit quite a bit ahead of, of of everybody else at this stage. And um, you know, I'm just kind of interested to find out, you know, what level, you know, are they at, you know, in, in from your perspective and from having played against them and and do others, you know, like Tyrone, for example, have the ability to catch them at this stage, or do you think they're too far ahead for this for Sable? They're
1: they're a superb team, and, um, it's it's really hard to put the put put it down to something in particular uh, of what they're what they're at or what they're what they're doing. Uh, I can't imagine the difference between Tyrone, Dublin, uh, Mayo, Kerry, uh, Galway, Monaghan. I can't imagine their their difference in terms of their training nights or what they're doing, because, you know, as I say, being involved with the county, there's possibly, there's nothing possibly uh, they can really be doing much more. You don't, they don't have the time where we're in one sense, we're, we're not professional or as I said the county seems not professional, but in another sense, it, it really is professional because I know, but I've been speaking to a few of the Dublin lads. I'm speaking to a few of them recently that, they're not doing any more training nights than us, you know. It's it's just probably they have supremely talented footballers. Like they keep reinventing themselves. You know, people say it's a gen- once in a generation team, but they keep reinventing new players. Sean Buglers there, Paddy Small's there. It's just that they have exceptionally good players. That's that's nothing. That's nothing. That Dublin, you know, people talk about money and people talk about this, that, and the other. You know, James McCarthy was an exceptional player one of the greatest probably ever that's money doesn't buy that that's down to dedication hard work but in the graft and they're probably lucky just to have 9 out of 10 players all over the field every week where some counties just don't have that you know they're probably chopping and changing a wee bit and bringing in certain player this week and next play. there's a good chance you can name Dublin team every week, bar one, bar two players and they're coming off, the the boys are coming off the bench. You have to give Jim Gavin credit that, you know, they're coming off the bench and they're making the difference. Um, I don't know where that's been, they, they know their role or they've been kept in the loop. I don't know, but everybody's fighting for the same thing. Uh, They're just, they're an exceptional team. And I, I do believe, I do believe that, you know, other teams are not as far away as, as people may think. You know, Kerry had them on the ropes a couple of years ago, the All Ireland final at the replay. I know the previous years, Tyrone had an All Ireland final against them, uh, seventeen maybe, and started, you know, like a house on fire, five nil up, and that come down to probably boys playing in their first All Ireland final, and started to shoot from places that they didn't shoot from, and I think that game may have played out a little bit different if Tyrone had managed the game better. So I don't think that they're that far ahead. I just think that they're, when you look back at games that they're playing, there's a period in the game from forty minutes to probably fifty-five where. They'll reinvent themselves. They bring on Paul Mannion the see They brought on Paul Mannion, Brian Hard, and they probably finish stronger. You know, Dublin probably are one of the only team in Ireland who make subs and get stronger. Other teams probably make them and get weaker to a certain degree. You know, so that that's what I think is key for them.
0: Um. So, Mickey's obviously exited the, the management as of last year and, and been replaced by by Brian Doher and, and Fergal Logan. Um, from what you've seen so far, have, you, have you know, obviously you've, been, you've really been involved in, in trials and kind of pre, pre-season stuff at this stage, obviously. Um, have you noticed any significant changes in, in, in terms of how they, they would be approaching things compared to Mickey? Can we expect anything, anything new from Throne this year?
1: uh I w- just as they have been involved in trials and stuff that you know the they definitely were uh they were definitely going about things a lot different than than how Mickey was going about them you know that they, they brought up 60 70 new men for, for well, not new men but they brought up 60 70 players for for trials and, and and stuff like that and I, d- I noticed that there was a lot of uh players who's been there for a long time being tried in different positions uh the feedback that we we're getting at half time in the games was get the ball in as fast and early as we can do we're going to try and play three forwards up four forwards up the pitch at all times Um, their their big motto was just you know let's do as little with the ball as possible but get it to the far end as quick as possible you know where previous times I say Mickey may have been more worried about possession you know and might be more worried about where you know how how long we'll have the ball in, in terms of you know just if you don't lose it, another team can't hurt you. But that's I don't think that's going to be the approach from Fergal and Brian and, and Collie and Joe, name boys. I think they're going to be more let's go and hurt teams and let's nearly tell a doubling extent let's outscore teams because they don't have the firepower to do that.
0: That's interesting, like, because we not that from what you're saying, it is going to seem to be it's going to be a a big change. I mean, obviously, you know, it's still early days or whatever. But um, and we'll see how things go. But um, that's that's interesting to see that that that's that's where things are going. I suppose. Um, so what 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 now for, for you, Kyle? I mean, it's, I'm sure you have your eyes set on on, on a senior championship with, with Arbo. Um, you know, Arbo having won one since since nineteen eighty eight as I'm sure you're, you're you're well aware at this stage. Um, so I'm sure that's kind of uh, that's pretty much top of the list when it comes to Kyle pre or post Rome.
1: Uh, big team uh, 100% that's that's the that's the key and it, it it's it's every player in in turons as, aspirations to win the league cup but as a club and uh, arbour been too long without one without, without a doubt. it's it's been too long 98 we've got the, a final a couple of semi finals here and there and um we've got good management you know at the, at the helm this year a uh, good experienced man uh, so, look the, the aspirations now are just get cleared up, get the body healthy, get it fit. Um, get Arbo didn't have a good league campaign last year, you know, and, and success doesn't come from you know turning up on championship days and trying to win a championship and only winning one league game. So, we have a lot of work to do with uh, a serious youth in Arbo. So, it's just about um getting us back to a, a club where we belong. Winning, getting getting into league finals getting the top four leagues you know I know it's going to be slightly different this year next year there's going to be 1A uh, and 1B and things are going to be slightly different in the club scene but it's just getting us back to, to where we belong in a club and helping bring to youth you know I probably have aspirations of coaching to a certain degree I've had to before with the, on the 16s and managed under 14s and stuff like that but the next couple of years are, are definitely going to be solely set on Trying to get a real cup or trying to get a league medal with our trying to get some kind of silverware because I don't want to end uh, my senior career with with them, uh, with all the boys that, that you know you play with on on a weekly basis and train with you want to you want to try and get get something out of that, you know. It
0: must have been it must have been fairly disappointing. Obviously, you know, getting beat by by Dungannon, um earlier this year, and you know, I suppose at, at that stage, you know, that would have been considered uh a very big surprise. I I I would have said you know he's probably went into the Dungannon game you know with with a favourites tag, um you know after what happened on to happen after that you know where Dungannon went on the to, to go on this 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 brilliant run, did that make it any easier or more difficult? Um you know once once you've seen what they went on to do that the fact that you were you know you had them um you know a few points up going going, into, going into the, like the last minute. No, they
1: probably made things out. It probably rubs salt in the wounds to a certain degree because, as you say, when in that game, probably favourites in our own right. But looking back now, you have to give them Gannon credit because they had a under twenty one championship. They had a youth structure and youth setup that had brought through a lot of youth. But at that time, we were favourites, but probably because we were a Division One club and the status of our club was that for there that length of time. Um. That that was an incredible run they went on, but seeing them obviously take Argyll Kearn and then take Tullick in the final, probably you you it was good that Throne were streaming all the games and you could see them all live, but you're probably thinking to yourself, you know, oh, that could have been us, you know, that should have been us. We're a couple of points up going into injury time of extra time, and you think, you know, what what could have been? Could that have been us? But sure, every game was different. than get the Eden or the. Urgal Cairn game and Select game wouldn't have played out the the same at all if we had been there. But again were are full of credit for their win and their are never say day attitude was was you know it was great to see, you know, sitting back and it was nice to see obviously the throne championship's the hardest championship and in Ireland and my I used to win because nobody ever retains it. So we will to everybody be out to get them again this year.
0: I say I will, definitely. All right. Listen, Kyle, thanks very much for, for taking the time to, to speak. That was brilliant. Um, yeah, Um, I'm sure I'll get chatting to you soon. No bother at all.